0: today from the compassion radio archives i
1: don't think it's necessarily wrong to want political and military financial power and influence but that can't be first that has to be down the list right now that's not the kind of hope we're talking about we're talking about a hope for our daily life god gives us hope for eternity that we'll live with him in heaven one day but he also gives us hope for each five minutes of the day at a time Is the world
0: still looking for hope, or is that merely a quaint idea? Does it even matter? Hi, Bram Floria here with Compassion Radio, the daily broadcast journal of unlikely heroes of faith and the amazing stories that they have to tell. Yesterday we started a catch-up conversation with Daniel Plett of Transworld Radio, one of the foremost broadcasters of Kingdom content to the entire world. They're deeply entrenched in the church and the countries where believers often pay a very high price for their faith, at least if they plan to actually live like Jesus taught us. We focused on the amazing and extremely difficult work going on right now in the devastated cities and dangerous trenches of Ukraine. If you didn't hear part one of this conversation, I encourage you to listen to the podcast, which is available on our website, compassionradio.com. Today, we'll pivot to the elephant in the room, so to speak, and what TWR is doing to support the church and give hope to those who really are looking for it right now. Thanks for tuning our way today. Daniel Plett of Transworld Radio. I'm going to make a pivot now. We're going to talk about a harder place for us to understand or get our hearts inside of, but I want you to lead us there. You talked about how much the Ukraine War has transformed your ministry and the work of the ministry in Ukraine and other countries because of the demands and the challenges that come at you day by day. The other thing you mentioned to me, and you did not want to forget this item, was how it has affected your partners and the ministry to Russian speakers, especially within the Russian Federation. I want to know from your heart, And from your testimony, what is God doing there? And what do the believers in the West need to understand about the work of God in Russia that we don't want to forget about or we should not forget about so that we continue to pray for the things that God wants us to pray for so that he can say yes to the prayers that we pray? What's going on there and how are you involved with it? And how do we lift you up as you continue reaching to that nation?
1: Press Radio, TWR, has a long history broadcasting into that part of the world Mm -hmm. after the original broadcasts which were into franco spain which is very heavily persecuted for believers Mm -hmm. it was much into that area of the world as somebody said there was the iron curtain that was built around the country but somebody forgot to put a riff on yeah and that's where the signals come in one of our organization's policies and strengths is that we are not going to talk the politics
0: you are not going to talk to politics
1: when we're on the air, we don't talk politics. Let's explain God's truth that usually addresses it awfully clearly on its own. Yeah. So, what I say will be probably pretty general and it'll be my feelings. Right. Almost any country that restricts its own media severely puts a desire into people's minds to hear something else. Mm-hmm. In Slovakia, we still hear lots of 80s America pop rock. There you go. <laughs> it's an incredible high mountain. Because people were looking for the Iron Curtain to go down, and they were listening to Voice of America, to BBC, to people outside for hope, because they knew what they were getting inside was so deeply controlled, it didn't match the reality of what they believed or hoped, whether Christians or non-Christians. And that situation has come up again, Mm. or it's been amplified again in the last two years. One example is, in our region, in Europe, Central Asia, Middle East, North Africa, we, for several years, maybe a decade, have not done shortwave broadcasting because it's not what people listen to. People who listen to FM, we use FM. In some countries, we don't use FM because nobody would even, they listen only to DAB satellite. Mm -hmm. But, not long after the war broke out, our Russian ministry leaders said, would you please start shortwave Mm -hmm. again? People are wanting to hear news from outside so from two locations, we started broadcasting shortwave again.
0: It's like almost uh, resurrecting an old broadcasting body that had been on ice for a very long time.
1: And you can think why. Because people want to hear something different. Yeah. In the USA, we can disagree and think which media outlets we like, but we, we can at least go find something else. Yeah. That's not always possible. Also, in any country, if you express an unpopular viewpoint, there is some difficulty. Mm-hmm.
0: For the listeners and for the providers, yeah.
1: And I'm thinking this case for the providers, even if you're not disagreeing actively, but you're talking about something else. It brings pressure to you. Well, you're not blessed by the authorities. At least from listeners that want to influence the media. In this situation, the resistance became very difficult, even from the top up, for anybody that would not only passively let it go for, for anybody that wasn't actively promoting official views mm-hmm. so that meant that people that we had as leaders on the ground were at high risk yes some had to flee some had to become very uninteresting or find ways to be the gray man that nobody noticed right. because they were at risk of official and unofficial pressure very serious risk.
0: And you're using the word pressure, but I'm going to go a step further for the American audience to say this is active pursuit and persecution. That is likely to find them out if you're not careful and God's spirit does not cover. And God's good at that. Yes. But it does take a lot of adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. So you have a lot of adrenaline-filled people out there.
1: No, so we have had people go to different parts of their own country.
0: Okay. So we have internally displaced missionaries now
1: or less interesting parts of their country some chose to leave the country yeah and as an organization how do we help and support and encourage them those were real practical questions by god's grace one person that very seriously needed to leave had a chance to because five days before just by accident in one of god's accidents the team here in Bratislava, with my office administrator and me had signed and submitted and received an application for five years unlimited entry into the European community. You know, we didn't figure that timing out. I'm not that smart.
0: But now this person is actually free to travel without restriction.
1: They're free to travel. There's always some restriction for them. That's right. And and it was only God's timing. We didn't know. We were just taking our normal steps and said, okay, it's time to address this topic, get the signature, send it to the embassies, and get it done. Right. And even now, there's a real chance That we get people from these countries to come to one of our international conferences. It's something in theory people can't travel, but on the other hand, people technically fit the needs. So we've been trying to fill in the paperwork so they can get the encouragement and give the encouragement of the stories from their own country. But it's very complicated and it takes a lot of energy for the mind and the heart.
0: I've also seen a number of times that when doing an interview and you're sitting down with somebody in a highly controlled society, and there's only so many things you're allowed to say or words that you can use, and everything seems to be so, as you said before, gray. Mm -hmm. There's no highlights. There's no great radio happening in that moment, like some wonderful punchy story that just captures the zeitgeist. You record it anyway because you know you got to do it. As you're recording these programs, hearing the stories or interviewing people from these countries or even in these countries, being so extra, extra careful about what they say for fear of not just endangering themselves, but of others that they love. They don't want to harm anybody. They don't want to draw unnecessary attention. It means that we end up with radio that can be kind of dull as we think about it. There's not a lot of detail here. There's so little granularity in the story. It's very general and you feel like, I didn't get much out of this. And I've had the experience of even interviewing people in refugee camps that can't talk about anything, it seems. And yet you talk with them and you ask God to just start doing something.
1: I'll try not to be great today, but I have to be a little bit. <laughs> I know you do. And I don't mind that at all. Part of that isn't because of you, not because of the listeners. We give glory to God when we proclaim his deeds. But often you get a lot more done when you aren't looking for PR. There you go. And some of these people's names, some of these people's precise villages or incidents, I love them to be free to continue to minister boldly. Right. And I do not want to endanger them. I'm glad to say what they do. And so I can talk about some of the things more freely.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you can. And even when you can't, though, my point was going to be this, that even when it seems like what we're recording and what we're gathering is not that big a deal to us and it's not moving us when we're recording it, God seems to make something happen with these stories that we can't even fathom that's going to affect people or further his kingdom. But then we start hearing about it later that just because you put that up, just because you mentioned that person's name or that country, my heart was stirred to dot, 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 to pray, to give, to support or something because God knows what he's going to do with the words that are possible to be gotten out, to be recorded, to be shared. So I have little fear anymore of not having compelling radio up just because I can't get the full story as I see it. I trust that God's Spirit is going to fill out all the gaps and move people in a way that they can be part of something that's bigger than themselves, and they want to be.
1: And that's why I told you what I can't. God has doubled our audience mm-hmm. easily. And almost all of the doubling has been with non-believers who are listening to God's Word and His message and by far the most successful programs, and especially when we put them, um, in this case, we know some more specific measures from being online, mm-hmm. are the interviews weekly with the director. Okay, That's become wildly popular, and I'm not talking Christian media, I'm talking online Ukrainian media, right. period. And the same with the stories and interviews from the different cities. Yeah, you know, Bible tells us to bear one another's burdens. Mm. And God's principles are true everywhere, whether it's with the Christians or the non-Christians need somebody to bear their burdens. And who better should it be than us Christians mm-hmm. who have somebody who can bear them for us or who lives in us? There's an old preacher I loved to listen to a long time ago. He said, I can't, but he can, and he's in me. No, mm-hmm. so, no, I can't carry their burdens on my own, but God can, and yeah. he can. He might choose me if I'm willing.
0: Indeed question always remains then are we willing and even that willingness i think about those prayers of you know god help me in my unbelief which is not just about thinking something it's about being unwilling to step in god when i am unwilling or scared out of my skin to do this can you change that for me or in me so that that thing that seems impossible to be can become
1: possible now that's why i say bram i often have weak faith because i've lived through many times in my life is it Lord, help me in my unbelief. Peter had the strongest faith because he's the only one that got out of the boat. Yeah, indeed. On the other hand, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Yeah. You know, there are times I have no idea what's happening. I can read God's word. I can pray. But the situation is so dire. And maybe my faith is weak. You know, in three to five minutes, I need it again. Yeah.
0: Got to re-jump.
1: And that's okay. He never condemns us for running to him.
0: No, he doesn't. Well, let me cycle back around again to Russia. How is God calling people out of the boat inside Russia to continue reaching out and offering hope to those who probably are even doubly scared or hopeless because they feel like they're caught up in the vice of a system, an empire that just wants to grind up their young? Um, how do people that are reaching out for hope or feel like there is no hope to be found finding you? And how is God
1: finding them? Can you give me any examples, even uh, general stories? Yeah. To me, there are two sides. One is the people doing the ministry. Yeah. The fact that they're willing to continue doing the ministry at much higher risk Mm -hmm. and with much higher demands and much higher pressure from the government, from finances, from energy costs, the ruble, Mm -hmm. their currency tanking. They're willing to stay in this with us. And the other one is that they're willing, especially those who are trying to find ways to stay in country with their people. That's very difficult. And so that, to me, are the stories of people trying to find ways to minister and let God use them. Mm-hmm. On the other side, for the listeners, we have increased programming on some national radio networks, which is a total paradox of <laughs> it would what so. we would expect. What do you mean by a national network? International radio, radio and media outside the U.S. is, in general, much different. In the U.S., we would have major networks let's say, on TV, like Fox or CBS or NBC. Mm -hmm. In most countries, those would be government-run networks. Not strictly propaganda, but media is not completely independent in Mm. most countries. And it's just, many ways, of political philosophy from history. Study broadcast history 101, and you'll get to memorize all those facts. There are national radio networks, for instance, where there are one or two across Siberia, where we have time Mm. that we can use.
0: Whether getting Bibles into closed countries, relief supplies into dangerous refugee camps, or providing training in theology books to barefoot pastors as they begin their ministry, these are all the kind of things we love to share with you every day. And more importantly, they're the kind of things we like to do. Will you help us get ready for the next big faith challenges and opportunities of this year? Your gift today will provide the means for us to begin some new initiatives with our Bible and relief partners that reach farther than we've ever gone before. Here's how. The first and best way to reach us is through our website, CompassionRadio.com. It's available 24-7. Our safe and secure order form there will get your gift to the places needed most and we'll do it right away. You can also support us with a call during Pacific Time Business Hours at 1-800-868-2478. That's 1-800-868-2478. You can also text Compassion to 53445 to give right through your phone no matter where you are. And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Again, that's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. However you give, we'd love to hear more about why you believe in Compassion Radio. We so much value your messages and letters. And know this, your gift is deeply appreciated. Thank you for loving us in this way.
1: There are national radio networks, for instance, where there are one or two across Siberia where we have time Hmm. that we can use. And they
0: actually pull your signal in or you deliver it to them directly and they're willing to put your programming on their networks to their
1: listeners. Yeah, that's right. Some other countries have a variety of government networks and they're not strictly media controlled, but the government runs its different philosophy on media. And we have programming on some of these networks. For instance, across Siberia, we have programs on major big strings of FM networks. Hmm. It might be five minutes a day, it might be more. The kind of program depends on what's needed and wanted at the time of the day. And we can speak hope, not just physical and temporal hope, which is needed, but eternal hope, which is really needed. So those are some unique opportunities that God has given.
0: How would you answer people in the West, Christians here in America perhaps, that are saying, well, we don't want Russians to have hope. We want them to be despair of this thing and stop this war. You're not dealing with geopolitics here, as you mentioned before. This is about faith in God reaching individuals. What would you answer to the Christians in the West about why you're reaching out to Russians in Russia?
1: Then we're talking about different kinds of hope. Mm-hmm. I want hope in the living God, and I trust the Holy Spirit to lead and guide them into truth. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about hope that we're going to be a great nation and a proud nation and the strongest nation on earth, um, that's maybe a factor, but it isn't for us. Mm -hmm. The factor is our relationship with God. And then we can be a great people. Remember, where did Christianity come from? A very oppressed people. I'm not saying power and political might or military might is wrong. But that's very much secondary to who the kingdom of God was. Indeed. Interestingly enough, I preached some about this a couple weeks ago, and only wanted to decide and realize that Jesus wasn't here for political, and kingdom power was Judas Iscariot.
0: There you go. Why did Judas understand that others did not?
1: I think he was hoping for finally a relief Hmm. from the Roman rulers, finally a chance for revenge, finally a chance. If this man is such an incredible leader... I want to be on his coattails or next to him.
0: He's the rebel that could win.
1: Yeah. In many ways, most of Israel wanted that. That was their view of the Messiah. That was part of the reason the Sadducees and Pharisees and others were against him. So I don't think it's necessarily wrong to want a political and military financial power and influence, but that can't be first. That has to be down the list. Yeah. And so right now, that's not the kind of hope we're talking about. We're talking about a hope for our daily life. Yeah. God gives us hope for eternity that we'll live with him in heaven one day. But he also gives us hope for each five minutes of the day at a time, as you (laughs) said earlier.
0: That's about as far as your horizon could be right now is in some situations. It's just God, get me through the next five minutes.
1: And that's actually where God has opened another door. Okay. And that's in providing, through the government, a chance to provide Christian media and God's message of hope to soldiers on the front line hmm. through government resources and them paying for it. Okay, say that again.
0: <laughs> the government in Russia is giving you not just opportunity, but giving you platform to reach soldiers in Russia?
1: Not us directly, but our partner there has found ways I don't know all the details. And basically, our in-country personnel and partners have been given the opportunity to provide and speak hope to soldiers on the front line through government resources that are there for the soldiers. It goes back to your original question. What kind of hope are we giving? Right. Some of the soldiers feel awfully doggone hopeless when you know one out of three or four brigades is there to make sure you stay on the front Mm-hmm. and that you haven't had training. On the other hand, when you're in a crisis, you finally begin to think of eternal things that you've kind of blown off before because you were able to soothe your cravings by things that more and more temporal. As Pascal said, we all have a God-shaped hole, and only he can fill it.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you have to trust God's economy in these things because you're speaking hope to what the Ukrainians would consider the enemy. You're speaking hope to soldiers and citizens that the Russians, and at least their government, might consider and still does consider their enemy. So enemy to enemy, here you are speaking to both parties, speaking an eternal message that has real temporal, immediate consequences in the lives of individuals. And you have to trust that God's going to use us somehow to build his kingdom on both sides of this line. Because when this conflict is over, there's still going to be a kingdom. And it's going to have to find its way back to each other. What is your bigger message then over the line of conflict? What do you hope to see? What is God putting in your heart to pray for so that when this conflict ends, what comes from it for the kingdom?
1: There's a Christian creed, one of the very oldest and most famous ones, says, What is the chief end of man? To know God and love him forever. That's going to solve a lot of problems. And we are talking to people who need hope. Yes. Yes. It doesn't mean that we're asking hope for military victory, hope for political power, hope to say who's right and who's wrong. We all need Jesus. Tell me what the moral qualities were of the thief that was next to Jesus on the cross, and his only statement was, help me. Hmm. And Jesus said, today I will see you in paradise.
0: Well, Daniel, I'm going to ask you to sum it up and give me the big sermon. If you're preaching to all those out there that are just not even knowing what to ask God for, when it comes to focusing on the conflict in and around Ukraine, tell us what God's laid on your heart. If you could give us some advice about how to approach God in prayer for the situation and the people there. Tell us from your heart what God's moved
1: in you to say, this is somewhere we can start. Okay, it starts with who is my neighbor, and that's with the person in need. Hmm. If we read the parable correctly, it is. Yeah, And it's often the person we wouldn't normally be involved with. Right, And if you're feeling that... <laughs> You don't really know what to do to help in the Russian-Ukrainian war. You can get in line with a whole lot of people, most of the world. But they do need hope, eternal hope, and they need hope for today. And I know one person who can do that for you. Mm. By God's grace, he's choosing to use me and using our organization. And if you want to be involved, there are a million ways to be involved. with in Refugee situations, mm. you can go to our website, and Compassion probably has other contacts. How can we be involved? You can pray. You know, one of the best ways to pray for this world is to watch the global news. Hmm. You can go find people that are involved in this, read it and pray with them. It's easiest I find if I pick a fixed time that I say at supper time or breakfast or something like that. You can always give. Yeah. You say, Well, what can I do in such a big situation? Um, that's God's problem. Ask him what he wants you to give. He'll tell you a lot better than
0: Even to that. <laughs> He'll tell you a lot
1: better than me and you. And he'll provide a lot more yeah. than me and you. Hmm. And then I think for me, the thing is, we're supposed to speak hope to the world. That means, first of all, we need to rest in it, and learn to live in it. So we need our own relationship with God to be in order. Yeah. And then, secondly, what does that hope mean, and how can I express it to those around me? And it may be those virtually around me, like you are right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It could be with people in our community. It could be with people in other parts of the world. That's God's problem. Yeah. That's Him.
0: Fair word, and it's a fairly simple one, because if we just start with asking God what does he want us to know about it, and how does he want us to understand it, and how does he want us to act on it, he has a habit of answering those kind of questions pretty straightforwardly. He doesn't give us real cryptic mysteries to have to sort out. He gives us the next five minutes. So if it's nothing else but putting into our hearts the germ of an idea of something to pray to God, that's the beginning for me every day as well. Daniel Plett, I want to make sure that our people understand that Transworld Radio is In our book, a key partner into transmitting into this generation and the next the hope that has always been eternal and is eternally alive and vibrant in every generation. Now, you haven't given up on that. In fact, you're resurrecting technologies like shortwave radio to beam it in again to places where old radios were just collecting dust on shelves but are now being pulled out and are now on the front line of ministry again bringing hope to people that need to know something is out there that's beyond the fear they live in right now. So I want you people out there that are hearing this program to be praying for the folks at Transport Radio and Daniel Bled and his teams that actually deliver this programming to so many countries. Daniel, last word from you. What do you want us to go away with today? I
1: don't know what to say. (laughs) I say last word today is we sometimes need new glasses. And God gave a lot of people who are blind vision. Yes. And I think his vision is a lot better than mine. So Lord, give me a vision of you and give me a vision of a world around you. And then give me the vision. What you want from me? It's about different than what he wants for Bram. Different than what he wants for my wife and kids. God, what do you want from me?
0: Love that, and yes, it's part of our core ethic as well. Daniel, again, Daniel Blett from Transworld Radio, a guy who was raised on the mission field, has been through many countries, now has a home and a ministry and an outward focus from Bratislava, Slovakia, affecting the entire world from where you are. Thank you again so much, Daniel, for joining us on Compassion Radio. We'll get back and talk some more on some other issues that we've talked about before and how God's done miracles in your life on another program. Thanks again for joining us.
1: Happy to do so, Brent.
0: Will you help us get ready for the next big faith challenges and opportunities of this year? Your gift today will provide the means for us to begin some new initiatives with our Bible and relief partners that reach farther than we've ever gone before. The toll-free number is 1-800-868-2478. That's 1-800-868-2478. And please note our new mailing address, P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. That's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. If you missed anything on today's program, of course, the podcast is always available online. Just check that out, too. I'm Bram Floria. Thanks so much, and we'll see you tomorrow.